Hello, everybody. Welcome. I've got the amazing Jerry Souter with me. Thank you so much for being here. So what I'd love for you to start with is just go ahead and brag me an intro. Tell me a little bit about who you are and your story. Yeah, sure. Hi, Megan. Thanks so much for having me on. It's great to be here. So what I'm doing right now is I'm a love and relationship coach and I'm traveling around with my fiance. We're in France right now. And the work that I do is I help women to overcome limiting beliefs and subconscious blocks that are keeping them stuck when it comes to love and relationships and just supporting them to show up from a really empowered place in that area of their lives and creating the love life and the relationship they really want. And yeah, so what led me to this path is like five years ago, I was working in corporate and it was just completely like soul destroying. Like it was, yeah, it was awful. And I was there because I was just sort of came from this conditioning of like, you know, you need to create a career path and it has to be like in an office and you need to achieve this certain thing by the time you reach this age. And, but I like the job was just not, I just didn't feel as though it was fulfilling and it wasn't what I wanted to be doing in the world. So I left that behind five years ago. I went traveling by myself at the time I was single and I was in Australia and Asia and just like took like a year and a half to just really kind of decondition, come back to who I was without like all of the outside influences and what I really wanted. And I did like tons of work around in, in personal development and I trained as a yoga teacher and did like all of these pieces that allowed me to heal in so many ways. And there was just this one missing piece of love and relationships, which has always been really difficult for me. And so then I went into, I did a coach training with Layla Martin, who you might, might have heard of. And that was like really super intense, like a year, 600 hours and just going. And for me, it was really important to have like that combination of holistic practices and healing because I knew I wanted to help women to overcome what I had been through and how I got from like where I was to like now being engaged in an amazing relationship. And I was going to go down like the traditional route of counseling and I started to study that, but there was just something missing. It was like, it was talk, sort of talk counseling. And I was like, no, but I want to be able to bring in a bit more of like holistic body-based practices as well. And that's how I got into coaching was that perfect combination of being able to do like the talk aspect, but also the embodiment and body-based work. I want so much because, I mean, you know, my background is psychology. And so, you know, I found particularly the PhD, I feel like it's kind of like corporate, you know, like it was very mm. confining and there was a lot of hoops to jump through and you kind of yeah. are in a box. And um, at the same time for me, I got really involved with a local healing center and um, uh, Gypsy Hands, to give a shout out to them. And, uh, you know, they brought in like indigenous healers, a lot of like body workers, um, just you know like these really like powerful healers and at the same time I learned Reiki and so for me the two things just like really fused and um you know obviously like talking connection counseling is like an important foundation but I feel like it's just the foundation and when you get into the world of healing like it's just so much more 
like faster, powerful, yes. integrative, like change your whole life kind of moment. I love that you like really went for it with that. Um, Let's back up a little bit to like the whole corporate thing. So you said it was kind of like soul sucking. Were you scared to leave? Like what fears came up? Because actually I've heard with everyone I've interviewed, it's been a very similar story, corporate background. Mm -hmm. It's what I thought I should do. Then this moment where they sort of like had their eat, pray, love moment where they went and like traveled the world, found themselves, and then like really um, ignited the passions. I would say like four or five people that I've already interviewed have that story. So I love the wanderlust part of it. I'm a little jealous with that. Uh, So like, tell me about the part where you were like scared and like, how did you decide to go for it? Mm, Yeah. So it was, it was, terrifying and for me it took like I gave myself like a year of planning and kind of like planning to leave my job and like go on this trip and the way it came about is I I'd kind of started ticking like all of the boxes in my career so I'd like I was earning a certain amount of money and I had like the fancy apartment and I was like you know on the outside everything was like really shiny and everyone was like you know, my family and friends were like, oh, you're so successful. And I was like in my mid twenties at the time. And I had this goal of like where I was going, I wanted to be like, you know, management level by the time I was 30 and all of that stuff. And I just remember that these like moments of like unhappiness that were seeping in more and more. And that manifested through like drinking too much and overeating and getting into really destructive relationships and it was I like the sort of defining moment when I decided I wanted to like leave it all and go traveling for a bit is because I hadn't really had the opportunity to do that like in the UK where I'm from a lot of people like go to university and they have like a gap year and they go traveling and I'd went straight into work after school so I'd never like had that opportunity and so I was like okay I'm gonna you know do it now 27 yeah and I went on a trip to see my cousin in New Zealand for two weeks she was living out there and it was incredible but it was like a big deal getting that time off work like they gave me a really really hard time and I had to have like my Blackberry with me and I was like on emails and calls all the time and I was just like this is not you know, if I continue like this lifestyle, I'm going to be burnt out by the time I'm 30. Like what's, what's the point in like earning that money and like having all the material things, but not actually being able to enjoy it and like go on a holiday. And I remember on the plane back, I was sitting next to this guy and he was a builder and he was like, oh yeah, I do this thing where I have like working holiday visas and I've worked in like Australia and Canada and New Zealand. I was just like, wow that's what I want to do like I I need and you can only get them until you're 30 so I was like okay I've got like three years if I'm going to do this I need to like do this now and for me it was the kind of thing I knew I would talk myself out of it so like as soon as I got back I booked my like flight to go to Australia for like a year's time I started to apply for the visa and I put like all of the things in motion and like from that moment on it was kind of, it just set all of it in motion, the knowing that I was going to leave that job and not knowing what I was going into, the uncertainty. But I think for me, like taking that instant action, going for my intuition and then giving myself that time to, to like lead up to it. And, you know, I did so much research and like looking around about things I could do. And like, so I needed that like lead up time to it. And that helped me to really go for it. 
So what about the people around you? Did they like give you support? Did they think you were going crazy? Like, you know, I find that, you know, like we were talking about with corporate that um, people, especially on social media, you know, like they think you can be super successful and have it all together and you can just kind of be like dying on the inside. But then when you really go for it, sometimes the people around you are like, are you sure? Are you okay? You're about to ruin your life. Like what was your experience with all that? Yeah, that absolutely happened to me. Like a lot of my friends, especially, you know, my family, which I can understand, like my dad's kind of like really traditional as well. And he was like, you know, you've worked. And I think because they saw me work so hard at that job and I'd been working like, like for five years to get to like the position that I was in and to earn like the salary that I was earning. And they were like, what, you're just gonna give it all up and like <laughs> go travel the world. And I think they, I think a lot of people were expecting, even the job I was in, they were kind of, they said, well, why don't you just go on a holiday and like, you can come back. <laughs> like, so the expectation was, I think a lot of my friends and family thought that I would just take a little break and then go back into it. And it just became really, for me about just really, closing all of that out and just listening to myself and listening to my own inner voice and what I needed and just accepting that you know a lot of people it was coming from love and they wanted to keep me safe and keep me protected but knowing that like I needed to for my own growth to get out of that space and to move forward. Yeah. And to trust yourself. I think it's a beautiful example of doing that. I see that a lot with my clients when they face like a life-threatening illness of some sort. That's Mm. like the moment when they realize like, oh, I've been living for other people my whole life and I haven't really trusted myself or followed my own happiness. And so I love that, you know, (laughs) you don't have to wait for something, you know, life-threatening to happen to like actually live your life. Right. Mm. Um, I'm just kind of curious about like the British culture. Like, um, tell me a little bit about like, what kind of conditioning do you get as a woman out there? Um, do you have that like, be good, be quiet, do what you're supposed to do kind of thing? Like, what are the messages? Yeah. So I come from sort of like a mixed background in where I grew up. So I grew up in France and Switzerland as a child, like a teenager. And then I moved to the UK when I was 18, but my parents are from the UK. But there is, I think, not even just for women, like in general as a culture in the UK, there's that very sort of like British, you know, keep calm and carry on sort of thing. Like you just follow the path that like everyone else does and you're supposed to be like kind of like content with what you have and there's this kind of like expectation of interesting the more I get into this work and we go into like bragging and stuff like that that's like really frowned upon in the UK and a lot of the clients that I work with when I start to get them to do it like we do like celebrations in beginning of our sessions and it's really uncomfortable and like for me it took a lot of work as well because like talking about your successes or what was going well was seen as like, you know, like showing off or it's like arrogant or you shouldn't be doing that. And it is kind of like this culture of just keeping up with like, just getting on with what's going on and not like being outside of the box of doing anything different. Yeah. It sounds kind of stoic in a certain way. Yeah. Then you like travel and then you plunge into the world of like sex and relationship coaching. Like, um, tell me what was it like to experience a year of that really like intense training? What were those like kind of breakthrough moments for you? Yeah, it was really incredible because I had this transition of after I came back from traveling, I actually spent three years being a yoga teacher. 
mm. and worked in that field and I specialized in trauma-informed yoga teaching and I worked in like all sorts of different environments and it was all like in person so for me that like transition to doing all of my work online was like a big deal and so I like I decided when I went into doing my training because I really wanted to dedicate to it that I was, I slowly stopped teaching less and less yoga and like wrapped up the things that I was doing. And the immersion, I mean, I like, it ended last year in December for me and like now it's August and I think I'm still like processing everything that happened during that training. And um, for me, it was a lot around just, yeah, just opening into different ways of being or different ways of experiencing because the training that I'd done before, like in counseling or yoga was just like so completely different. And this was just at a lot more of an embodied level. And yeah, it is, it's difficult to put into words, but it's like just this immersion into it for me was really valuable because it wasn't just like I was doing like a week or like, you know, like a day or like a few months. It was really like a full on year that I dedicated to, because for me, it was really important to embody what I'm sharing and what I'm teaching or what I'm guiding people through. Because if I haven't experienced it myself, it's like, how can I go into it with that perspective? So that year was really valuable in terms of just deep dive and embodying and living everything that I was learning. So embodiment is definitely one of my modules in the Fearless Feminine um, Academy. And I think it's so important because I feel like that's where the magical stuff just starts yes. happening when you can fully embody, you know, like the archetype of this, like sort of fearless feminine is how I call it. Can you tell us a little bit more about like, you know, especially since you're a yoga teacher, you've done all this training, like how do you view embodiment and how do you explain it to people? Yeah, that's really interesting. So it's, for me, it's around deepening the connection to my body or deepening the connection to your body and it's around like I believe that we hold all of the wisdom mm -hmm. that we're that we're looking for outside of us that we hold all of the answers within us within our bodies and for me that's really what embodiment work is about so before when I used to have challenges around like motions or you know, there was a lot, like I went to talk therapy for a really long time and it was kind of like around talking about it and that was helpful and it was transformational and it did help on my healing journey. But it was like when I really started to get into my body and figure out, okay, what's going on like inside or like, you know, when it comes to visibility, like when I get fear coming up, I can feel like the tightness in my throat and like, where can I give safety? So like, I feel like safety in my stomach so I can like kind of let, give that safety to myself or before coming on this call because I was nervous about like the live aspect. So I just put some music on and I did like a dance and I just shaked and just kind of like, so it's really around for me, embodiment just means really connecting to your body at a deeper level and listening to the messages and the wisdom that it has to offer and processing everything that all of this life experience that you're going through, through your body and through this beautiful vessel that we have, that we're here on earth with. It's really funny. I've adopted swamping as a practice and I think it's been yeah. so powerful because in my therapy work, I've been a trauma specialist. And so I'm super empathic, like very caring. And so here mm. are all these people that I care about, like telling me about these horrible things that have happened. And so over 10, 15 years, you know, that takes a toll. And so when swamping came along, I was like, ah, oh, this is like what I've been missing. And so I... <laughs> 
teach my daughter to do it. And she's so funny. She asked last night if she could do swamping and then she grabbed a pillow and she's like, die, die, die. And I'm like, (laughs) oh, okay. I'm like, wow. Like that's like taking swamping to a whole other level, you know, but like, I just admired her. um, (laughs) Like, I'm like, I hope this is a diagnostic for one thing, but she just like went for it, like totally unfiltered, uncensored, you know? And I was like, oh my God, that's like swamping times 10, you know? Yeah, I love that so much and how powerful to like grow up with that and to have like those tools like I could have used some pillows to beat up on when I was a teenager definitely but to have that like as to have like that capacity and those tools is really valuable. Yeah, we hold so much in our body um you know there's so much activation there and you know we can energetically um, this is a big piece that I always recommend for people who've experienced trauma. I'm like, hey, we can do this mm-hmm. trauma work, you know, but like, I really recommend like a healing session because that's yeah. going to put it in the body where, um, where it's stored. And so I think it's just so powerful the more that we integrate these things, especially because, I mean, it's really just like ancient wisdom and yes. we're so science-minded, um, which is fine, but I can tell you from the academic side, you know, it's easy mm-hmm. for the numbers to be wrong and you know, like when you go through that many, um, calculations and stuff, sometimes you just lose the essence of like what the heck you're actually talking about. And I just find, you know, for me, uh, healing work has, has transformed, you know, my experience with my body and my empowerment, my embodiment. So I just love that you went that route with it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's around, like, I, I went on this path myself and I see a lot of the women I work with do it of, like, the questioning of the why and needing to know things at, like, a mind level and analytical, like, oh, is it my attachment style or is it, you know, whatever happened in childhood? And it's, like, it's useful to have that information. It's empowering, but I think it only gets you so far. And it's, like, being able to let go of that why and just dive into, okay, well, this is how I'm feeling right now. The why is, like kind of irrelevant if I can just allow myself to process everything that's going on. That's so beautiful. I love that. Um, So I feel like all these women who are taking up space, who are like really living their passions, who are going for it and embodying it at the highest level, I feel like we're really like raising the vibration of the planet and like really just creating a revolution that's going to restore, you know, safety and equity and power and just self-expression, diversity, all of those good things. Um, So, you know, it looks like a chaotic time in the world. Like, how do you see that going down? Like, I call it the divine feminine revolution. Um, Mm, But like, you know, we're going to do a little meditation um, that you're going to lead us through about divine masculine and feminine. So can you speak to that a bit? Yeah. So I think for me, what I'm seeing is that there's more curiosity and more willingness to you know, see things from, to, to kind of realize that the ways that we've been living and we've been relating and we've been being aren't working and that there's, there are new ways that we can replace those with. And I think really it's a bit of a returning because if we look back to, you know, you're talking about ancient wisdom, if we look back to hundreds of years ago, in the the days where women were the healers in the villages and were bringing their wisdom and that you know that got lost somewhere along the way and I feel like we are really bringing that back and it's stepping back into 
you know, that healer archetype and to the, like the intuition based living and being in like the embodied feminine wisdom and just really showing up from that space. And in the beginning, when I started doing this work, it was, you know, it was kind of perceived as, you know, it's a bit different or a bit out there or a bit woo. And I think now there's more, it's getting out into the mainstream a little bit more where it's like, it started off with yoga. Like everyone was curious about yoga and wanted to try that. And then it now it's like, you know, everyone does it and it's kind of like just part, become part of culture and around sort of, yeah, making this, this embodiment work or this different way of showing up, people are getting more and more curious about it, which I think is really exciting. Yeah, I absolutely see that. Like in the psychology world, you know, yoga, like particularly for trauma is a big thing. Um, Mindfulness and spirituality has really like, you know, been sort of like stolen (laughs) but it it does work you know and so that's the thing like I love seeing these things come mainstream in a certain way because it allows people to like expand their minds and to try something different and a lot of times it works better than the um, old school stuff that we've been kind of stuck in and so I love seeing um, some of these things come mainstream I do think it is important to like you know, learn from the source and to honor mm. like the history and the ancestors yes. that kind of comes from that, like from the original, you know, healers or the original cultures that develop these things, of course, you know. Yes. Yeah. I absolutely agree with you. And that's part of the reason why I don't teach yoga anymore because I've been on my own kind of in a journey of unpacking that and learning more around it. So it is really important to name that, to 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 dive back deeper and to go into where do these practices actually come from and giving that the the honoring that it deserves mm-hmm. so like how are you are you spiritual like has that been a big source of you know some of the transformation that's happened for you yeah absolutely so I think it's it's kind of like it's challenging in the way that I can't really like label it like I don't have like a certain sort of type of spirituality or anything that I prescribe to and I think I did go down that journey in the beginning like I always had you know intuition and I always had like I was always curious like as a teenager like sort of experimented with Wiccan practices and that kind of went and then that got lost somewhere along the way like that connection to nature and to myself And for me, the journey's been that in the beginning, I spent a lot of time like looking outside of myself and, you know, looking at all these different types of spirituality that are out there and learning a lot and absorbing and taking in a lot of information. And it's, which is an incredible experience. And then I kind of, for me, my spirituality now is really just my connection to myself Mm -hmm. and to my own inner wisdom. And that's, like the spirituality that I prescribe to, I guess. I love that so much. Um, intuition development is just like a huge part of my focus. And I mean, obviously you listen to your intuition to like go on this journey that you've been on and look how it served you so well. Um, a lot of people struggle with the difference between like fear and intuition. Like how can you tell, you know, how would you coach around that? Yeah, so it's kind of it's like a bit of a double-edged sword because I know for me when it comes to like following my intuition there's always fear (laughs) so like the fear comes up I think it's recognizing like kind of like the different types of fear so there's like the fear that's you know the real like primal fear that's there to like keep me safe and it makes sense that it's here and acknowledging that 
and then just like the the natural fears that come up when we're doing anything that's a change or that's like kind of stepping out of our comfort zone and it's really like for me it's been like a journey of discernment of like learning not to act from that fear space but not like repressing the fear or not dismissing it and not making it wrong or bad like I, I kind of like for me like I accept fear now as like any other emotion so it's you know it's the same as joy or as sadness or as anger or as grief it's around just really giving it the space to be so when it does come up I don't just kind of like push it down like no I don't want you to be here like it's more around just really acknowledging it and I find when I'm able to do that it kind of clears the way for like is this action that I'm taking is it really aligned with what I want or is it coming from am I acting out of fear or am I acting out of empowerment and kind of really sitting with that that's such a beautiful distinction I love how you said that they're both there um and to just clear it out and work it through the body you know yeah that, like yeah. adrenaline burst that happens and that's where the shape of the dancing or the swamping is really good for that yes that's so powerful well you're gonna treat us to a little guided practice so yes. whenever you're ready we can kind of um get a little sampling of that i'm super excited yes so this practice is called intersexual alchemy and it's from the Taoist tradition and I learned it in my coach training with Layla Martin and it's around kind of the connection of the the inner masculine and the inner feminine within ourselves and but this really also like depends on what you most resonate with. So depending on like the gendered language that you that you choose to represent your dating or relationship choices, it could also be the woman woman or feminine masculine or both or kind of like whichever most resonates. For simplicity purposes in this practice, I'm just going to go with inner feminine and inner masculine. But whoever's doing the practice can can go with whichever representations make most sense for them. So in this practice, it's going to be around the inner feminine representing yourself in, in dating or love or relationships and the inner masculine representing either the partner or potential partner. Um, and it can be a healing experience. So just really going with what feels good within the, the practice. And yes, I'll just guide us through it. Beautiful. So beginning by, you can close your eyes, getting comfortable, being in stillness, dropping into meditation for a moment, and taking a few deep breaths into your belly. Before we begin, just feeling into a space within your body that either feels safe or comforting or neutral right now in this moment. Once you've found that space, anchoring that feeling of safety in, remembering that throughout this process, you can always come back to it whenever you need to. So as you continue to breathe, I'm going to invite you to feel a lightening up 
on the left side of your body. So feel the essence of your inner feminine that you want to activate in this soulmate relationship you are creating. It's an essence of your higher feminine, your higher beauty in a way. Feel the part of you that you want to love and be loved in this relationship that you are creating. And as you breathe on the right side of your body, feel your inner masculine lighting up. An aspect of you that wants to meet and be met in a relationship. Feel the part of your inner masculine that you want to activate in your relationship, your higher inner masculine. Now feeling the two of these inside of your womb or the energy of your womb. And you're going to imagine your inner feminine and inner masculine standing inside of your womb or the energy of your womb. And you're going to feel their love for each other. And this polarity, the inner sun and the inner moon, the inner yin and the inner yang, the inner light and the inner dark, Feel them within you. And start by noticing their love, their connection, their reverence for one another. When it feels like there is both love and passion between this inner masculine and inner feminine, and it feels safe to you, you can have them come together and begin to make the most passionate, wild, beautiful love. And allow it to happen in a way that you desire for your own relationship. As they make love, feel them creating a steam, a healing steam that melts away any fear, any resistance, any blockage to this level of love and lovemaking in your own life. Feel a steam flow through your pelvis, your lower belly, and your solar plexus, clearing the way over and over again. Now feel your inner masculine and inner feminine thanking each other. And let them travel up to your heart. Clearly see your inner feminine and your inner masculine in your heart. And feel their love for one another. Their reverence for one another. 
that feels safe and if there is a desire, you can invite them to begin to make love in your heart center. The sun and moon, yin and yang, light and dark, making the kind of passionate love that you desire at the level of intimacy that you desire in your own relationship. And as they make love, feel this steam that they're creating, melting away heartache, heartbreak, loneliness, and anything else in your heart that keeps you from this level of partnership. Let their steam melt it away, clearing the way for your soulmate level love. As they make love, feel the steam rise between them and clear out your mind, your thoughts, your beliefs. Let it clear the way in your visioning and your ability to manifest and see your partner. Now feel them thanking one another, cuddling and connecting. Let one fill your left side and the other fill your right side and sit in integration, noticing what comes up for you, what you feel, feeling this pathway being cleared for your partnership and your relationship. And taking a moment to take a deep breath into your belly, Being in stillness. When you feel ready, you can slowly wiggle your fingers and your toes. And slowly open your eyes and come back into the space. That was so amazing and beautiful. Um, I definitely had a transcendent experience with that. Um, I definitely felt the lightness right away. And I, you know, when like the mists are out, like on the water, you know, that's when they say mm -hmm. the veil is thin. So that steam imagery just like really worked for me as far as transforming each of those spaces. And I love it because I think, um, you know, we all have our like divine masculine and feminine energies. And I think where we went wrong is the gender roles kind of like divided them. And then we sort of stifled the femininity in men and we stifled yes. masculinity in women. Yeah. And so I just love, um, I see this a lot in my younger clients, you know, they've, I think mm -hmm. are so they tend to be a little more fluid in their gender roles. And I think they're really teaching us the damage that comes with that. And, Another piece that came up for me, especially having worked with so many trauma survivors, is that mm -hmm. sexuality is just one of the most healing practices. And so when it is used destructively, it can be so damaging. And so I love that 
imagery to clear those things. Um, I just felt super powerful. Any thoughts on some of those topics? Yeah, I absolutely agree in the sense that, you know, we've created this like association of like the divine masculine is something inside outside of us. And if we, you know, resonate with femininity that we can only be in our divine feminine and it's around kind of like bringing both of those together within us in a way that's healthy and integrated and knowing when to call on like your inner masculine and your inner feminine and that they're both needed and they're both necessary to have a healthy integrated experience for your own self-love or in relationship and that they're both you know equally as important as each other and I think there's been this kind of which you know I've loved and I've been a part of this like rising of the feminine the divine feminine and all this aspect but it's like there's the, the powerful parts of the divine masculine that are within us as women as well and and kind of connecting to those aspects and owning that and just really being curious and exploring with what resonates in terms of it doesn't have to be you know it doesn't you don't have to fit into this box of like what divine feminine or divine masculine looks like it's different for everyone and it's kind of really connecting to and I guide my clients through practices of connecting with their divine feminine or their divine masculine regardless of of gender but so that they can both like really connect and create for themselves what they feel like their representation is rather than you know taking it from outside because what is feminine or masculine for me might be completely different to what it is for you but just finding out what the power aspects are for ourselves and really owning that I love that you give permission to experience it differently you know because you sort of see um more traditional aspects of like giving and receiving um you know giving being more masculine receiving being more feminine um but I love the the freedom to like characterize it based on like your version of that I think that's empowering um so you know I definitely want to know like where to find you what your authors are you know like what's your favorite kind of person to work with what's your favorite kind of work to do like tell us a little bit about your coaching Yes. Yeah. So the best place to find me is on my website, which is jerrysewer.com. So just the same way my name's spelled and on Instagram, the Jerry Sewer. And at the moment I'm enrolling for a one-on-one program that I'm running, which is around, it's a free month journey around creating the right environment for yourself to be ready to either get into a healthy empowered relationship or to build that in the relationship that you're that you're already in so it's really around empowerment around self-love around learning how to show up in a way that's healthy and integrated in relationship and so that's what I'm working on at the moment I work with both women that are single and in relationships and yeah my favorite type of woman to work with is really what the way that I see it is kind of someone that was on a similar to journey to what I've been on of kind of like rediscovering and a lot of the women that I've worked with you know they've they've already done some healing work or they've done therapy or they've done you know they've been on a journey already but there's this missing piece around where for whatever reason the the love and relationship aspect hasn't landed yet or there's more kind of there's more of a journey to be 
to be explored around that aspect. So it's someone who already has some, some experience with spiritual practices and just wants to go a little bit deeper with embodiment and what that means in relation to sexuality and relationships. I love that so much. And I, I'm a astrology buff and it really fits mm-hmm. with where we're at right now because even though there's so many crazy things going on in the world right now, the North Node is in Gemini. So it's like a destiny mm-hmm. point. And that's really about like your current environment. And so like, you know, we're really being called to like focus on ourselves right now. And like, I was going to say fix, but let's say like transform yeah. <laughs> our environment to really work for us. And I think that's been a piece of the COVID is like, it's taking away a lot of the distractions and like focusing on like what's really important and slowing us down and getting us into our bodies rather than like rushing around. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's just such powerful work that you're doing right now. And, you know, finding love um, it's, it's just so powerfully, I was talking to a client yesterday who's newly in love and I was like, it's like a drug. I was like, just enjoy it. It'll overcomplicate it. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, it's such a, it's such an important part for finding, um, you know, the safety and happiness mm-hmm. and fulfillment in your life. And so I think a lot of times women have a lot of baggage around that based on their upbringing or just being out of body or, um, you know, trauma or whatever has happened to them yeah. along the way. Um, so I, I just can feel, particularly with that meditation experience you gave us, like I can feel the deepness of the work that you do. And what a service, you know, to find love for themselves and, you know, to call in the one. Yes. Um, yeah. It's really powerful. So I love that so, so much. Well, thank you so much for being with me today and um, coming all the way from France. <laughs> yeah. I love it so much. And again, check out Jerry. She's amazing. Go buy her services and think that whenever we tap into that pleasure, right, whether it be sexual or sensual, like it just deepens our ability to like kind of live our life in a way yes. that creates so much fulfillment. Any final thoughts on, on any of that? Yeah, I loved the piece you just said around like the pleasure aspect. And when we, when we learn to come into our bodies more, that's so accentuated. And what I find with a lot of the clients that I work with is it starts to trickle into like the everyday lives. And then it's just kind of showing up from this pleasure filled, empowered space. And it not only then has an impact on your relationships, but also in like everything else that you're doing when you show up from that space. It's amazing too. I always sort of like joke around with my clients that we should take before and after pictures because the transformation is so powerful, but I can even see for myself, I had a similar thing, you know, like working so hard on the PhD, getting, Mm -hmm. you know, the psychology practice business open and then having a child, you know, like there was so much like achievement that went along with all of those things that, um, even though it was my purpose, like I just wasn't enjoying it along the way. It was just like kind of frantic a little bit. And so this past year really has been a journey for me, really heavily investing in myself and in coaching and in pleasure. And I can see just like the stress is melting off Mm. my face and it feels so good. Like the appearance is really, if you can see it, it, it's totally transformative. Um, And so I highly, obviously highly recommend it to everyone and recommend investing in yourself because, you know, that's something that's going to continue to like pay, you know, it's going to pay in so many ways that you can't even imagine. Um, it's just, you, you can become totally transformed. And, you know, for me, like, uh, 
feeling good, you know, that's what's curative. Like, like it was yes. to be for therapy. Um, if they're feeling good, like check, we've done it, you know, mm-hmm. so that's what I think pleasure is definitely the ultimate, um, healer of trauma. You know, it's like restoring that safety and embodiment piece. And then from there, you know, it's really easy to trust your intuition and follow your dreams and just go for it. Yes. Yeah. I love that so much. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, thank you so much. And, um, definitely, um, love to stay connected with you. You're amazing. And I can just tell, you're going to help so many women uh, actualize and get intentional about what they're wanting to create and just like enjoy all yes. the way through. So that's so powerful. Thank all you right. for having me on. Thank you. Enjoy. Yes. Um, beautiful. Okay. Bye everybody. Have a good one. <laughs>